welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Line Brawl Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. Fine at Hockey Smith. <laughs> Joining alongside me is social media guru slash also fine at hockey, probably the same skill level, uh, Jimmy G. James, what's going on, buddy? First of all, Chris, not even close to the same skill level. Second of all, listen to this. <laughs> Could you hear that? <laughs> you know what that means. Glug, glug, glug. Papa's having a couple Scott. during the recording, so it's going to be crazy. So uh, we got a you lot. Know, I don't think I've seen someone who looks as Italian as you do, who drinks an Italian beer as much as you do, but it has is not Italian even remotely. I'm 25% Italian. You gabagool. <laughs> you stucats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I know that we're still obviously going to be talking the big news. Uh, is the one playoff series that isn't even going to be played tonight. You know, we've got uh, Toronto-Montreal as the last playoff series. And, you know, obviously there's been some new developments. The one that I think that we want to start off with is the healthy scratches that we've been looking at. I think... Uh, First thing that we need to talk about is uh, Yesberry Kotkaniemi, or as my co-host would call it, Yesberry Kotkaniemi, which has made some waves on social media. It is pronounced Kotkaniemi. This is the pronunciation. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been to Finland. <laughs> I've hung with Finnish people. This is how they pronounce it. Who do you think's right? Me or his bloodlines? When on earth have you been to Finland? I haven't. I, uh, uh-huh. I met some Finnish people in Europe, and then they were like, yeah. They're really big into chewing. Two blonde girls. They're they're fucking mm. crazy. You got caught in 4K lying. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I immediately admitted it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't uh, don't really so care. I don't think. Go for it. Kotkaniemi is not really a surprise. Okay. And it's like we talked about with Alexander Romanov being a healthy scratch. That just means that Shea Weber is going to be probably ready for game one. The big scratch that we're looking at right now is, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this on Cole Caulfield, because this is a team that's already struggled with scoring quite a bit, and they're playing against a team this playoff series that does nothing but score goals. So I'm wondering, what's the rationale here? What do you think uh, Ducharme is doing? Okay, sorry, I gotta I gotta back it up, because we did skip right over Kokanyemi. I do think eventually he's going to slide back in. So we, Man, Jake Evans, you can't take him out of the lineup. He's just solidified his no. spot. He's too... Well, that line has been great he's too, for what they do. He's too reliable. He brings energy every shift. No one else is doing that right now. And then, I mean, I think throughout the course of the playoffs, you need a depth in your lineup because there's injuries that are going to happen. And I think sometimes a little change-up needs to happen. Like if one of the centers is too slow, <coughs> Eric Stahl, and you might need to get rid of him <laughs> as you as the series progresses and you see that he can't really keep up. I think that's going to happen. I think they're going to slot in Eric uh, Kokanyemi over Eric Stahl if, if things aren't going their way. But yeah, okay, let's get to the right wings. Yoel Armia's back, which is the big... Uh, Yoel Armia and Gallagher are both back. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't... Yeah. Armia's a big player. He's NHL experience. Um, great. He's actually had a great season when he's healthy. He's had a great games when he's healthy. Gallagher's just playoff great. You need that. It's just unfortunate. We have a lot of depth right now. And that fourth line, no way you're breaking that up. Yeah, and that's what I mean, right? Like, it's always a challenge when you're thinking about it, but the fact of the matter is, is that guys like Kakanyemi and Caulfield, they're not useful in your bottom six. Not for playoff hockey, you know? Like, I mean, if 
you could make they have a, to be contributing scoring. Yeah, you could make a case for Kakanyemi being useful in the bottom six. I think he he sort of I guess he was playing top two role last year, but uh, he can hit, he can hit, and he can grind it up. He's really good with his stick. Confield is just it's unfortunate. I think if we're we're really scoring no goals at all, we'll see him get slotted in there. I agree, though. He was a casualty of Montreal depth, and, I mean, like I said, if he was supposed to play in a bottom six role, I mean, what's he going to do, line up with guys like Wayne Simmons? I mean... Yeah, it's, I know. mean, it's stupid. Oh, God. So, okay, well, I'll start with our left wings, then, and then you look at Paul Byron. Paul Byron is the obvious one to, like, switch out for Caulfield, but Byron's been too good. He's literally just... He's pr- proving everyone wrong again. I always want him out, and after a couple games, he usually does wear out, but once he comes back from injury... Whoo! The boy's flying. Picked him up for free off waivers. Suck at Calgary. He does actually, if I remember, if I remember correctly, he actually performs pretty well in the playoffs too. Yeah, I mean he's he's flying around there. He's his speed really is on display when on uh, in big games. I mean, halfway through a season, you can really see him disappear and not be that useful out there. But when the games matter, Byron's first to the puck, man. He's a speedy boy. I'm confident in this lineup. I mean, I still like it. I think there is just obviously some of those big question marks and people don't really like the moves because obviously you want to see these guys, right? Like, it's a Hobie Baker winner. It's a former third overall pick. But, you know, it doesn't... I think it's always hard when you're seeing young guys just excel so quickly in the NHL and you kind of have to realize a little bit that this is still a process for a lot of these people. Like, Cole Caulfield has played, what, like seven, eight NHL games? Yeah, he played, uh, I don't know, I think I think nine, maybe eight, and he got four goals in that time. Two of them were on three-on-three, three, and uh, you can see he is, he is uh, his size is a bit of a factor, but especially you think in the playoffs that'll get just grinded down and it's not going to be fun for him. So I don't know. We'll see if we need goals. I think... Uh, who makes that decision? Ducharme, I guess, would slot them in if they're really lacking goals. You want to talk about the defense? Uh, yeah, I mean, always an interesting lineup when we're talking about the uh, Shea Weber. I'm assuming he's going to be positioned again next to John Merrill. Really? Yeah, that's my guess. I mean, if you're thinking about it, looking like at just like the Petrie line at the moment, who's Petrie's defensive partner right now? I think they do Weber Sherratt. I think you're wrong. Sherratt and Weber are the two are the the Bruisers, the Bash Brothers, baby. That's all I they agree. did. That's all they did last season, and that's kind of like why they advanced past that first round. But yeah, I could see him being there. Who do you think he? You think he'll play with Merrill? Merrill's not even in. Do you not think so? No, it's it's going to be Gustafson instead of Merrill. Uh, Look, I, I hope you're right, because it's like, I think we talked about last week how much John Merrill's been underperforming, and I mean, I hope they make a decision to kind of get him out of there, but I don't know. I'm not confident in that. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a really rad dude if you just look up his DB, so here's that going for him. <laughs> um, Edmondson, playoff type player. Petrie's actually been flying out there lately. I'm yep. uh... My name's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Petrie. Um, Kulak is whatever just fucking sends it up the boards no risk no reward i'm fine with that type of hockey gustafson (laughs) i uh, have been underwhelmed by but hopefully he can find a new gear and carrie price is back so the bc boys are looking to do some damage oh yeah absolutely i'm always like i'm happy that he's back i mean i don't know if they're i hope they're not rushing him from a concussion but you know i'm imagining they've probably taken pretty special precautions with him who carried yeah yeah, I didn't even know he had a concussion. I don't know fucking anything, Chris. 
Um, I'm just going to rip through these Toronto lines, too. Uh, okay. Zach Hyman's back. Oh, always, shit. Really? Yeah, always a problem in the playoffs. I think we just want to hype up Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman, top 10 player in the NHL. They have to sign him next year. And I want them to not be able to yeah. afford him. Well, so that's let's, always... Let's just hype him up. Let's just make highlight videos. I don't videos. think they will be able to afford him. Like, unless they sign him to, like, $3 million, which he just shouldn't do, then they no. can't. Anyways, that yeah. first line, Zach Hyman's back. He's bringing some boom-boom to the top two, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And then it goes Nick Foligno, Tavares, Nylander. I think this line could be the choke artist. We need those guys to choke if we're going to have a chance. Mikheyev, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nash, Kerfoot. I know nothing about Riley Nash. I like, I love Mikheyev's game. And Kerfoot's kind of meh. We can outperform. And then the fourth line, fucking old Joe, Jason, and Wayne. The two thousand, oh, the two thousand eleven line, like we, can, Paul Byron, Evans, and uh, Lekkinen, <laughs> a thousand times better. So we're hoping we can see some because uh, the first two lines we're not going to beat, but then we're hoping we can uh, grind them down with our bottom six, and their decor looks like shit, honestly. Do you care to elaborate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> They're saying TJ Brody's the defensive savior they've been waiting for. I'm noticing he's all right. <laughs> Jake Muzzin, fake tough guy alert. Fake tough guy alert. Jake, <laughs> Josh Anderson's going to be running him all night. Justin Hall, they said he was capable of guarding. Uh, he was the kryptonite to McDavid. I think they were saying that as a joke, but some of them actually meant it. And we saw how that yeah. went this season. Rasmus Sandin, um, I've actually seen a couple good games from him, but I've also seen him be completely useless some games and they're still saying that he's their best prospect and Dermot's whatever he's a player you slot in now goaltending here's where it gets interesting freddie played like dog shit in his ahl so they're not using him and uh Campbell's getting a start what do you think about this chris i mean it's hard to justify anyone else at this point i mean freddie anderson has had every opportunity to be the starting goalie and look i know that it's like the same thing that they're probably dealing with with uh leonard and flurry in vegas you gotta ride the hot goalie yeah like you just have to do it i mean i know that it puts them in a weird position and from an ownership standpoint i can imagine why they don't like that because you got a guy who's worth like seven and a half eight million dollars sitting on your bench for the majority of the game but you know what (laughs) joel quenville did it with sergey bobrovsky He's been starting Chris Drieger for the past two games for Florida Tampa Bay. Yeah, Bobrovsky's uh, making ten million. Yeah, and and his contract's up. His contract's up after the end of the season, so I don't think they feel any like allegiance to play him at this point. But um, yeah, yeah I think that's that's where we're gonna win it. Also, unproven goaltending. Let's see if Campbell's got some stones in this series. Yeah, exactly. I mean. That's what's what's so challenging about this series is if Montreal, if the, the only way Montreal wins is if they score, that's what's hard because it's. I don't think their defense is good enough to this suppress true. all four of the Maple Leaf lines, you know. Yeah, no. Um, Austin Matthews is gonna score on Carey Price. That is a fact of life. <laughs> it's always gonna happen. It might happen <laughs> once a game, so we just have to be able to prepare for that. It's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're talking about. Do we want to move on? Are we good on this? Okay, let's let's give our uh, predictions again. I think I gave, 
I gave like a sloppy prediction last week. I was kind of just saying numbers, and I'm changing it. I'm changing my prediction before You're the series starts. I had leaps and six. Welching before the series even starts. I'm fucking turning. Ah, I just smell. I smell the fear in Toronto. <laughs> I'm I'm saying Habs in seven. You're saying Habs in seven. Habs in seven, baby. Let's go. I'm trying to think. You know, I'm going to go still the Leafs in seven. I mean, I don't like it, but I have just watched too many of their games. I've seen them play too much throughout this division for the for me to... I think we're both imagining what would happen if Toronto got out in the first round and how monumental that would be just in terms like, of... What do they do? Do they blow up? I don't know. Do they like... <laughs> If they actually lose in the first round again, like they, I think where, they have to trade like Tavares or something. Like, I don't. Where do you do? What do you do if you lose the first? Like, it's it is pretty crazy because I think it is like one of the things that Montreal has such a unique advantage over, and I think it's a lot like what makes the NHL playoffs so nice is that there's such a clear underdog. Yes, yeah, there's a psychological advantage in for the Habs for sure, because yeah. and they have all the pressure of never winning a first round because. They're all choke artists, and the fan base is just waiting for them to fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no one's excited here. Like, nobody's excited God, here. except for the fans, baby. The fans of the happy tenants, like me. I'm oh, fucking, gosh. I can't wait for Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm so, so, so excited. Um, I know that this is a joint team podcast, so I should, guys, let you know. Uh, Vancouver keeps winning their stupid afternoon games and <laughs> ruining their draft stock. They're now 22nd and could be... Tw no, they're now 23rd, could be 22nd if they win another game. So that's all I'm going to say about Vancouver. They're just playing at 3.30 in the afternoon. Just Fucking winning. The Flames used to do that all the time. Just They, they would be out of the playoffs and then start fighting for that, like, that 17th spot to get the worst pick i have done it a couple times it's the worst you, like if we can't all be toronto and just deliberately lose games to get austin matthews the number one you gotta have some integrity gotta put your best lines out there and that's what they're both doing unfortunately and for your team unfortunately because they're winning games when it does not matter at all I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, like, so disappointing. Like, they're both going to finish, like, 20th and 21st, get, like, the 9th and 10th overall pick. I mean, look, last time Vancouver picked 9th overall, we got Bo Horvat. So I'm optimistic, but it is Who did they trade for that pick? Like Corey Schneider. Oh, nice. I was giving you a little Cor quiz. Corey Schneider for Bo... I remember I was shocked. I was, like... Because, I mean, that was at the point where, like, Luongo was supposed to go, like, at any day. <laughs> Mike Gillis on the draft floor just trades Corey Schneider I mean it's so funny to think about now because I remember how devastated I was and you know now Corey Schneider I mean I don't even know if he's the backup in Jersey anymore you know no um, I mean time has has proven that that was just a good deal for you guys that so. was a, yeah you know what kudos to Mike Gillis I Fucking don't think everyone was uh was on board with that goalies are so hard to judge like how they'll do throughout the course of their career and how they'll do with a new team it's just you never know with a goalie yeah, it's crazy, man. I uh... <laughs> so that's what Vancouver's doing, anyways. <laughs> um, can, Chris, uh... what, what's your favorite series so far that you've watched oh, in these playoffs? Oh, actually, I'm so glad that you talked. If anyone else has been watching the Sunshine State battle right now, Florida Tampa Bay 
has been one of the best series I've seen in a very long time so far. Yeah, uh, a I, lot of uh, a lot of really good hockey there. You want to talk? Go for it. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about the Florida Panthers' newest acquisition, Sam Bennett, getting like 16 points in the last 14 games for the Florida Panthers. He's got suspended for game two for I think boarding Blake Coleman. Did you see the hit? It, I mean, I didn't think it was a game, but... Man, he was looking at his numbers for about 15 seconds before he hit him. He he took a number after he hit Huberdeau, after Coleman hit Huberdeau, and he's like, I'm going to get him. And then he just saw him in a vulnerable position. He was like, this is going to fire the boys up. And they got scored on, and now he's out for game two. Or game three. I mean, and it's it's so funny to think about, too, because I'm thinking, like, Florida, like, I mean... I think they're just sometimes like set up to fail when they're playing a team like Tampa Bay and just like you, I mean I'm like are you familiar with what's been going on with like the Tampa Bay salary cap issues with Kucherov? Yeah, of course. Like how they I uh, mean they're just like, like 9 million over the cap right now because Kucherov just happened to return <laughs> just in the know? nick of time. And then like game 1 he scores like two goals, Dude, you know? He, like, he just, looked he unreal. I was looking at like miss a beat. them celebrating not to bring everything back to the Habs, but them celebrating on the ice was like Stamkos, Point, um, Hedman, who's and Kucherov, and uh, a fifth player. But I was like, Habs don't have one player as good as everyone on that line. Like, well, not is, a single Hab would be on their power play. This is what makes Tampa so good, is that I think they have, like, the most... One of like the one of the top three most offensively gifted players in the NHL. They have, I think, without question, the best defenseman in the NHL in Victor Hedman, and they For have sure. the best goalie in the NHL in Andre Vasilevsky. Dude, there, I would, literally wouldn't be surprised at a sweep. I'm not even kidding. And then they go on to win the cup. They look exactly as good as they did last year. Yeah. Like they've figured it out, and now they have Stamkos, which they didn't have last year. And, they had him for like five minutes last year. Tucked, top cheese. It's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, their, it's, their whole it's line bull- is bullshit. <laughs> it's like because I remember they were had to sign like Eric Cernak and Anthony Sorelli, and there was like no way. There was no way. They were they, they were literally fucked. Like they were just gonna lose guys for nothing, and they were gonna lose like two valuable guys for nothing. <laughs> then Kucherov gets injured for like nine months. Like, yeah, like strategically. <laughs> But uh, yeah. that that series has been great. Um, yeah, he's I probably scored been... two goals in the first game because he's been fine for like three months. Oh, for sure. Huberto's been uh, Huberto's really been shining. I like to see Barkov shining, but Huberto's actually been uh, probably player of the series for Florida so far. Oh man, and uh, I like. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say like also I don't know if you've seen this. Florida's huge. They're big boys, hey. No, yeah. oh no who's God. a fucking mental case? Lomberg. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you remember him from the Flames? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember him way back. He used to be... He was one of the leading points getter. I remember for the Kootenai Ice in the WHL. He was wow. one of the WHL's top scorer. He and is a tough, now he's just... tough bastard. Yeah. <laughs> he's insane. He's like five foot eight and will fight anyone. Oh, man. Also, he's like me. Uh, I don't know if you've been seeing also what I love about Florida. Like, both of, both of these teams... Everyone's got crazy flow right now. I don't know if you've seen like Owen Tippett, Pat yeah. Maroon, like those. <laughs> Ew, Pat Maroon's flow is not. 
is not looking good. He's not to fat shame. It's he's, crazy. He's too fat to have flow like that. I mean, I don't even know how to properly describe it. Um, it's... Best flow is Lomberg. Back to him again. Not even yes. close. I was just saying this last night, just to completely switch again. Braden Point might be the most underrated player in the NHL. Oh, for sure. I think so. He like, is such a freak. He's like Johnny Goudreau on steroids. He just is like... taller. <laughs> damn. <laughs> that, what, he, what Johnny wouldn't do for those extra two inches. Is he taller? Oh. I think they're listed as the same height. I mean, it's harder for him to be shorter. Yeah. Johnny's a little guy. I saw him at the bar one time. He had a he had an inch on me, and it was pathetic on my part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Braden Point. That's right. He's a good old Calgary boy, you know? Undrafted or drafted late? Third round, 79th overall. He's 5'10", so he's got about three inches uh, on Johnny. Oh, shit. Well, he's the little guy, and he fucking makes plays happen every single time he has it. And he's speedy. He's faster than everyone else out there. It's not fair. And this is what I mean. Like, two years ago, Braden Point got 92 points in 79 games. Like, he's not, he, he was like on, is he on like anyone's radar even? Like, that's I, what's crazy about this. Is like, if you don't, if you want to take Kucherov, then now you got to deal with Stamkos. And if you want to deal with Stamkos, now you're dealing with Palat. Now, if you're dealing with Palat, you got to deal with Point. Like, they have so many fucking weapons. They're, they're too damn good right now. And uh, yeah, Point. No one would even be surprised if Point won the Con Smythe last year. Like Point dominated in the playoffs. He oh, he was man. I think the highest point getter, but that was Hedman's Con Smythe. I'll debate that to the ground with anyone. Hedman was the MVP, and he's honestly probably again this year. You heard it here yeah. first. They yeah, but you're right because like he got 92 points a couple years ago, and he's making 6.75 million. Bargain. Like, absolute bargain for this guy. My God. It's crazy. Um, what about you, Jimmy? I know that we just talked about Florida a lot. Any any kind of other series that you seem to be liking a lot that you're surprised about? Excited, yeah, the, not excited? The Boom Boom series. Washington and Boston. Ooh, yeah, it's been good. Those are some big boys flying at each other. I think Washington's still the biggest team in the league, and they're showing it. Ovi came out like a fucking bat out of hell. Bull in a china shop, whatever you want to use. He he fucking blew up Backstrom on his first shift and Krejci. <laughs> Get out of the way if you're on his team. Jesus, you should know that. Ovi's hopped up. This is playoff hockey, baby. Like, yeah. he's, he's hyped up. You think because he won one cup, he's complacent? Oh, no. He's still, like, running headfirst at people. <laughs> I think he jumped about eight inches on his Krejci hit. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, with a guy as elite as Ovechkin, I know he doesn't get penalties called on him, but, like, every ref must look at him being just like, I'm not going to call that, but that was so obviously a charge. <laughs> and <laughs> he's 240 pounds. Like, this is a fucking unit coming at you full speed. I mean, I, I, I'm actually so happy that, like, you know, I know that there's kind of been a new era of players, but seeing how well Crosby and Ovechkin have been doing this playoff series does make me pretty happy. Uh... Especially Ovechkin, man. Like, I think it's crazy that I like he's going to be the first second player in NHL history to get over 800 goals. Yep. I don't know if he'll break Gretz's record, but he'll get 800, which is nuts. Nope, he won't. He won't break Gretzky's record, unfortunately. I mean, I'm talking no. like I know, but I don't. 
It just doesn't look too likely. But uh, it yeah, would be hard. Probably the, be hard. the greatest. You can make a case for greatest goal scorer of all time. Because you got to era adjust. I mean, fucking Gretzky was taking slap shots from the red line and they were going in bottom bottom left. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He played in an era when like the butterfly wasn't even a thing. Like yeah, they were just. They would just I remember kick their that legs they would just up. take. Yeah, they would, and then they would just miss. It would be like a strike in baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh they just like kick their leg out, close their eyes, pray for the best. Or just like. I remember, like, at one point, I don't know if you, like, remember this a lot by just, like, watching old 80s clips, but those goaltenders were fooled every time by slap passes. Every <laughs> time. <laughs> they got him. <laughs> like, now, see, no, he's there's no way. For a shot. There's absolutely no way he's going to pass the puck. No way at all. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Jeepers Murphy. <laughs> Operator, did you see that? <laughs> I just, like, love, it's one of my favorite part about watching, like, old, just, like, hockey footage. Just, like, Maurice Rashad broke the record from left foot John Boy. Like, he <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you could tell, like, John, he played, like, maybe, like, four years after the NHL was established. Like, like <laughs> 1920. He was just, like, slightly better than everyone else and scored, like, 300 goals in 80 <laughs> games and then died in a war or something like that. <laughs> Left his kids with nothing, unfortunately, because they made no money. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was also, like, a raging alcoholic, too. Like, a bad person, for Well, sure. how else do you think he could take the pain of playing? They didn't wear helmets. Oh, man. Bleeding yeah, out the face. Seriously. Oh, but uh, what about you? What about James? Anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. I don't know if I got anything left in the tank, Chris. Do you want to talk about a... Do you think we're qualified? <laughs> I think we're qualified like, to barely, handle. Honestly, man, like I think most fans on our TikTok would think that we're barely qualified to talk about hockey. So like... you wanna you wanna pick favorites? Who you thinks he thinks got the upper hand right now? You, you think it's going seven? Or what? <laughs> no, we shouldn't laugh. About it. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? I know that you said that uh, one of the unknowns and uh, one thing that we could maybe touch about a little bit is just a. Uh, Vegas and Minnesota has been a much closer series. I know that you said that you haven't really looked at this series a lot, but, I mean, man, I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed by Minnesota. I mean, I know, I remember I watched them a lot last year, obviously, when Vancouver eliminated them in the bubble. Um, and they've really turned a corner, man. Like, Curl the thrill, Cam baby. Tal Cam Talbot's been great. Yeah, Krill Caprizov is just... I mean, yeah, I, I guess you can give the Calder to a 27-year-old. I guess that's cool, but, like... <laughs> and, like, probably with a fake Russian birth certificate. Probably, like, fucking 33 he's... years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, like, 27 on his papers, right? Like... Oh, God. But, yeah, um, yeah man. I saw Flurry made a huge save. A Sorry, we're talking at the exact same time. I saw Flurry made a gigantic save. That's the only, the only thing I know from that series. I watched one game, and it was boring as fuck, kind of. Well, a goaltender match. Flurry was boom robbing people, and then but Talbot came out with the dubby. So uh, that's I'm excited to see what happens there. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Colorado, St. Louis, Carolina, Nashville. I don't think those series, like I said, are going to be close. I think that both of these are, you know, Colorado and Carolina should go through pretty easily. I think I called Colorado in seven, but uh, I mean St. Louis, they they won't go away easy but maybe they are going away easy i only saw one game the game where landis filled in Braden chin oh, pa, uppercut oh 
overhand uppercut bam 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 um i think there actually is like one thing that we can talk about before we go and that is like do you think jordan binnington is like an actual psychopath do you think jordan binnington gets bin a ton (laughs) (laughs) i say that every time and kelly hates it so much that's good (laughs) but no no, i think he is like part psychopath there's something (laughs) he's got that look in his eyes that only five percent of goalies have where it's like true psychopath versus just pretend psychopath well did you say like the end of game one when the fisticuffs happened and jordan pennington just instead of like going off the ice he literally tried to charge at philip grubauer like an insane person i didn't see that but uh it was at like the end of the game like it was like you know it was a scuffle like there normally is after an intense playoff no goalie goes to like 200 feet to fight it when there's like nothing left that's what that's what you gotta do was the goalie getting involved at all was grubauer getting involved no, Grubauer is like was chill. I think he's literally Switzerland. Like he's neutral. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's always like hothead goalies like that. Did you ever see? Just to go off on a tangent, did you ever see Patrick Waugh's son when he when he was playing in net and like oh QJ, with the, the Quebec Ramparts yeah, when the, he was coach and yeah. he fucking went end to end and beat the shit out of this guy who was just like did not want to fight and like. Patrick Waugh's bloodline is just pure nothing to do with it. Pure Quebec rage. <laughs> like that was assault. But uh and there was one like that also with uh Ray Emery RIP. I think when he went to go beat the shit out of Holtby and he did. Do you re- did you ever see that one? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean obviously like you know, my favorite Ray Emery fight is like do like as everyone knows that very famous Ottawa Buffalo uh Almost a bench clearer, basically. Not even the best uh, brawl that Ottawa's been a part of, though. No, we've talked about it. The the Flyers one. Oh, man. There's a great YouTube video of that set to Metallica's Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. Yes, there is. <laughs> I really recommend you go watch that, listeners yeah. at home. Guys, uh, talk, mention that in the group, man. Mention that in TikTok. We want to make sure that you guys are in. And for those of the kids out there... If you want to see something really cool, because I know the average age on TikTok is probably like 15, so you might not remember this very much, but yes, back when Mike Fisher used to be an Ottawa senator, uh, there was a crazy brawl between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Ottawa Senators. I'd look it up, go on YouTube, Flyers, Sens, Brawl, Enter Sandman, first video, it's the best. Was that was the heater on the team that year? I Ooh. think he was just before he came, hey? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, think fuck. So. Fisher was a rig back then. Oh man, yeah. Well, <sighs> we got anything else to talk about, Chris? Anything left in the old tank? You know what? I think the tank's officially on empty. I think this is a solid thirty. We kept it tight. Yeah. Well, it's just pucks in deep. We gotta We've we've put pucks in deep probably the last five minutes here, just coasting. If you guys are still listening, thank you. Yeah. Thank so you, man. Much. We thank you so much. So um, Me and Chris but, don't want to work jobs ever oh, in our life. Just God. fucking pay us. <laughs> pay us to do this. We're obviously good at it. Speaking of uh, potential <laughs> monetary possibilities, uh, James, where can people find us? TikTok, baby. That's where I post everything. Instagram's for lames and hacks now. I post everything on Line Brawl Pod at TikTok just it's what's up it's what's happening my last video got 200 views which is fucking bullshit if you ask me again i can't figure out this algorithm chris i have 1.4 million views on one of mine i think you're
you're getting shadow banned. Jerks. But we'll see. Shit. But, Maybe. Uh, you know, you can also find us on Spotify. Be sure to subscribe to us on there, too. Obviously, any little sub is appreciated. But you know what? We do this for you guys. We uh, take time out of our not very busy schedule to do this every week. That's, that's just a fact. <laughs> New Yorkers, they're not very busy people. Uh, but anyways, yeah, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Line Brawl Podcast. I, as always, have been your host, Chris, and Jimmy G, all eyes on me, Gantis. You want to Jimmy Hockey, off? baby. Jimmy Hockey signing off from beautiful Montreal, Quebec. You guys have a wonderful day or evening. Take care, everybody. Bye.